Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen, Bart Scott, the mad backer with the Raven in front of him. I know uh, people are watching and listening, but uh, Katie Weirdo did a great job decorating this place. Uh-huh. Brian Baldinger in the house yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. The band is together. Arachnophobia, man. I'm nervous with the spiders, man. Yeah, there's spiders everywhere. Yeah. Hey, remember at home, subscribe, rate, and review Official Jets Podcast. Bang the like if you're watching on YouTube. Bart, Jets coming off that bye. Three yeah. and three opportunity yeah. at hand. Got a chance for the three-game winning streak here and to move over 500 for the first time this season and, against the Giants. Yeah, and weirdly, that's that's like the the caveat, right? It's against the Giants, right? You remember, it was like a little beef. It was Jet Life Stadium and all that type of stuff. And it's going to be a lot of emotion here because whenever the two teams get together, it's always like bragging rights. You know, and we usually only get it in the um, in the preseason, but we getting it. We got it in the preseason this year, which I was surprised that they actually played each other in the preseason because you're trying to steal information mm-hmm. and see how oh, teams do certain on, things. Bart. Yeah, make sure you look at some sides and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, the fact that the Jets are coming off a bye, you know, talked to Garrett Wilson yesterday, and you know how important it is for them to have a fast start. Because in all their games that they come out, they've had a slow start. And you can't afford to have a slow start in an emotional environment because the energy is going to be in the stadium, even though the Jets are the away team. It's still going to be emotion, and and, and they're going to feed off of that. And when you have an attacking-style defense like um, the Giants do, they feed off that energy, and you don't want to give them any life. So you want to come out and take the crowd out of the game early. Mm -hmm. You want to take – you know the the emotion out of the game, the energy, right? And sometimes coming off a bye – we don't know why it happens, but some teams come out flat yep. because they haven't played in a week, and it takes them a while to get going. The Jets can't afford that this year, this week. They got to finish. They got to start this game, Bart. I believe the way they finished that that game against the Eagles. Yeah. And I know it's two weeks in between. To your point about you know sometimes they do come out flat, but they, they, they there can just be no excuses. Right. Like this is a. We all believe that this is an improving team, mm. but the only way that you make believers out of anybody is by giving them a reason to believe. Like, you got to do it. it. It has nothing to do with, you know, okay, it is the Giants. It is, you know, MetLife Stadium. It's all that stuff. you got to, like, play your brand of football. And I feel like they're developing it. I feel like defensively right now, Bart, they can take the ball away. Like, that's yeah. what they wanted to do this year. That's what they have to continue to do. And every yeah. big win, you know, Buffalo, Denver, the Eagles, they took the ball away yeah. in key spots. And that's they got to continue to do that. See, but sometimes you you have that you know to your point you know, taking the ball away. Sometimes you know what if it doesn't happen, mm. right? Sometimes you try it just too don't hard happen. for it, right? But sometimes it just doesn't happen, right? And you know they've been on an incredible streak and playing hard, and you know when you run to the ball, good things happen, and you know that's good. But I need them to be more consistent. And sometimes you can't get turnovers, but three and outs are turnovers. Yeah. And that's about just playing your technique and discipline, flipping the field, yep. making the other team go long field. Three, three and out is also a turnover, mm-hmm. in our opinion, you know, especially when you have good special teams like you have right. and the Giants have struggled in your special team. So, you know, you can't always depend. We saw that early in the yep. season with Dallas. Yep. Like the games they win, of course, they put them on short fields, but you still need to be able to be as dominant if you, you don't get turnovers. I agree. And that's what that's the next step I need to just – we gave them a pass. Yeah. We give, we've given them a pass because of the opponents and the quarterbacks and the names in which they played. But they got to get those yards down. They got to get that third down efficiency up. I'm looking for them to be dominant. 
now they've had a chance to refresh. They understand the mission at hand. Okay, this is how many games we got left. Ain't no more breaks. So, like, I hope I got enough recovery from the week that I had. And now it's time. It's go time. Because they're supposed to beat the Giants. And the hardest thing to do sometimes is to beat the opponents that you're supposed to beat because they're looking at you like a good get-right game for them as well because right. we thought they were going to be sellers before the trade yeah. deadline. Now they're saying, oh, if we beat the Jets, we're but one You know what I like, though, Bart? Like, because of the momentum, there is momentum here. Like, it, I mean, we're here we're taping this on a Wednesday. It's, yeah. you know, it's game day. You know, this is first day of installation. You're out there. On the, mm-hmm. Like, I, these kind of games, you know it's a big game. You can't wait to get to practice. You can't yeah. wait to like start like putting this thing together and start visualizing what Sunday is going to be like for both teams. Yeah. You know, Giants coming off a win too. They feel the same way. And they know that this is a pivot. Both teams know this is pivotal on the, the direction that the season goes. And so, I mean, if I was with the Jets here game day, I couldn't wait to get to the practice field yeah. and start getting together, yeah. getting back with the boys and start getting ready for Sunday. You yeah. were here a lot throughout the summer Bart's here all the time but that was the first time you saw the Jets live game day regular season 2023 against a very good opponent in the Eagles what were your major takeaways watching them in person well I remember talking to some uh Jet defensive coaches before the game mm. and they're going out there without their top three corners <laughs> against the Eagles and it was like, well, you know, what should we do? Like, how do you defend this? You know, like, we can't just play zone and just give them all the underneath stuff. So I, I thought Jeff did a great job of mixing it up. And I think sometimes you go out there and there's no sauce and there's no DJ and no Eccles. And you're just taking guys, you know, like literally off your practice squad and plugging them in. And you find a way to win. Mm. It's, it's like the best message that I think Coach Sala can give to the team. Like, we went out there against an elite team, an undefeated team. And we took them down without some of our stars. That means we're a team. We can overcome those things. Yeah. And so that's that that's a that's a building thing as you get ready for this, you know, the the start of the season after the bye. So I, I just think there's so many positives to take, but all that will all go away if right. they don't play well against right. the Giants. So it's interesting. I talked to Robert Sala, Jets head coach, about this yesterday, and I said, Hey, is it a double edged sword that you're going into the bye on a high note, but then you're taking that break. And he said we needed yeah. a reset because we've physically, been through physically, all, too. physically. And you talked about the cornerback injuries, but there are other guys. Receiver. Yeah. Well, I talked to Garrett Wilson right right before he's a weekly on my show, and he was saying that he wasn't going anywhere because he needed to heal up. Mm. Yeah. One, I thought that showed tremendous maturity. Yeah. But also, I thought that that showed that, hey, man, they're all in and they understand the task at hand. They understand the opportunity, you know, and speaking with them yesterday about the fact that they won by just not playing. Like, nobody could have foresaw the uh, Patriots being able to beat the Bills. So now you can start to get a, a, a traffic jam right here. Yeah. So now you're saying, mm-hmm. hey, man, we win one, and we know that they have to play those tough opponents. That You know, so when you beat a good team, you're like, oh, man, maybe everybody in our division can't mm-hmm. beat that good team. Yeah. Right? So, you know, <laughs> we, we got the Eagles at the right time. Right. We don't know if the Bills are going to get them at the right time. Now, they, they, beat, they played the Patriots opening day, so they have already got the Patriots. But you're hoping, hey, you know, they got Miami. Let's see if they can help us out and do Buffalo mm-hmm. for us. Right? So you, it's like the opponent doesn't matter at this point no. because now you're starting to get giddy. Like, man, opponents that you thought were going to be better 
aren't as good as you thought they were going to be. Mm. And it's like, what you want, Bart, is for the opponents to say, damn, we got the Jets this week. Yeah, and I'm hurting. Yeah. And I had my bye yeah. week, or I'm coming and, off. And, I, and I'm, I'm minus my right tackle and my left guard, you know, like, and I got to go against this front. Yes. Like, that's it, what you, that's the, the chatter you want to start yeah. to hear. I'm still wondering, I'm still wondering if they're going to make a move. I mean, because we start, we see that the Titans are for sale. Right, so mm-hmm. you you'll never know. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins just say, "Hey, man, get me out of Pick here." Pick up the phone, find yeah, out. Yeah, Pick I up mean, the phone and find out. Arizona Cardinals are open for business. Right. Like it, it, it is places open for business. And I think this team with that win said, "Hey, man, we can get in the tournament. And if you can get in the tournament when yep. you pack your defense and your, and your run game, yep. you can beat anybody on any given Sunday." That was the formula for our success to two consecutive AFC championships. Right. And also, I think a byproduct, something that I took from the win is that I always thought that Bryce Hall got a, a raw deal because he mm. had a tremendous, like, uh, rookie year. And, you know, he would have been a first-round draft pick if he never had that injury at Virginia. Yep. And, you know, he was just kind of wasting away a little bit for two years. But if you hear him talk, and if anybody's ever interviewed him, you know how mature he is oh, as yeah. a young man. Like, well, when him charts. and Michael Carter came in, I was like, man, they got two adults in the room. And, and the fact that he was he's been pivotal for two of these big turnovers, one Johnny Huge. on the spot, Huge. right? Jermaine Johnson hitting the, and the other one still in the game against the Broncos. You say, okay, well maybe we grow a package that features Bryce Huff, me Hall being a part of it, right? Yeah. So maybe you know you think about this week. You have Darren Waller, mm-hmm. so maybe you kick Sauce inside and say Sauce lock him down and put Hall on the outside and say, okay, we're not gonna let Slayton or or Hyatt get busy, but we're not giving this free access to Darren Waller. We, we're taking those twelve. Um, what you're saying, Bart, away. is find ways to get him on the field. Yes. Find ways and to get him on and the he's field. Earned, and he's earned that. He's earned it. He's earned that. You know, for us, right, we used to have a Spartan package where we got Eric Smith and James Hedderbo was tremendous uh, blitzer. We created a Spartan package. Mm-hmm. Why was the name Spartan? Because Eric Smith was a well, from, from Michigan, Michigan State. State. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, like, if you're going to call it a Cavaliers package yeah. or whatever you're going to call it. Rex was so we good with that. He'd always find what your strength was and yeah. he'd create a package for you. Exactly. So, I feel like this is a week where, you know, maybe Sauce can move in with you think about I mean, Sauce's defense radius being 6-2 can match up and, and, and create problems for a guy like Darren Waller who, well, to of course, point, though, Bart, like you, you, you see Bryce Huff is playing more because he's just he's more than just a pass rusher. Yeah. Like, he's he can change the game. You don't know if, you know, f- they're not going to go for it on first down, take their deep shots, whatever. Right. Like, they're finding new ways to keep him on the field yeah, he's because he's right. just been so productive. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook or casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Offensively, what is Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett going to be looking at Mm -hmm. this weekend against Wink Martindale and that Giants blitzing exotic scheme? Well, look, I mean, Bart comes out of Baltimore. I mean, all they know how to do is play defense. I mean, that's that's their culture. And, And Wink comes out of that culture. And so, you know, their whole their whole week is about breaking down your protections. Yep. Mm. And once they get your protections down, 
now they know how to, to, to defeat you, to defeat the protection, whether yeah. it's max protection, to get that free hitter speed to the quarterback. Yeah. And that's he's a master at that. Now, they struggled early in the year to tackle, and they gave up way too many big plays. Yeah. Yeah. But they're tackling better now, and the, the scheme works. And they've got, they've got two rookie corners out there that mm-hmm. they believe in. You know, this Trey Hawkins, a late draft pick, and, you know, Deontay Banks. Like, you got to hold up out there. Yeah. When Wink wants to do those things. And so you got to make him pay. And yeah, the thing is, you really don't have to hold up that much when he's setting your protections on fire. Yeah. Right. So, like, mm. I think this week they better have those hots ready. Mm. Right. And also, I think they got to have some running into the blitz runs because if you trap some of these guys with some some woes or some trap plays, I think it's opportunities to really get to the second level. And Akira K has been playing much better and uh, really showing his professionalism. I think it took him a while to really get used to the scheme, but he's playing at a high level. Of course, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams showed up last week. Yeah, so you got you got to be able to tip in. I don't know what his status is, you know, but that's a discussion because now you you think okay, that's that's prime real estate where Dexter is, that's prime real estate, you know, where Big Cat is, and you want to be able to try and have success. You can't have penetration or game records from the interior of your run game. And um, it's going to be, you know, imperative that you know where the hots are. I think you got to have a lot of, like, screens in. You know, you have the max protections where, you know, the running back is the hot where you have to release Brees, you know, maybe coming off the edge, acting like he's – because not only does he have, like, He's got every type of blitz, mm-hmm. and he's going to have safe run blitzes that's going to try and go into your formations. So I'm, I'm liking open side runs, right? You know, when it, whenever you have that safety overhanging, you have to – Zach's got to really pay attention to what the safety behind the safeties are, or behind the linebackers are doing. Right. You got to smoke them out, right? I think you have to get to the line of scrimmage. You know, with teams that blitz a lot, you got to go on quick counts a lot. Okay. Right, and you and you also have disrupt to disrupt their time. Right, disrupt their time because they're trying to wait time it up. They're looking at the clock behind, mm. thinking, okay, well, okay, he ain't gonna snap it. It's still early, so these are dummy cadence, right? But it's, it becomes a point where you have to be synchronized. We see that safety inverting because he has to take the responsibility for the pass coverage for the blitz and linebacker. So you really got to have those on point, and so you have to change the rhythm up. Sometimes we're really fast. Sometimes you got to get up there like you're going fast and smoke them out. And then when you smoke them out, you change the protection, and you go nine ninety nine. Yeah, you because that means you have cover one, and when you just throw it up like that, good things always happen. It's only one bad thing that can happen. That's an interception. But if it's a long pass, it's pretty much a punt. It's either illegal contact. Mm-hmm. It's either passing pass the parents, or your guy catch it. Zach Wilson's protecting the football. In that game against the Eagles, I was really impressed with his cadence. That, yeah. that to me, the Rogers ish, right there. Yeah. He, well, he got him with twelve men on the field. Right. Okay. He got the, he got him offsides and, and and played it like I saw a smoke route on the outside with the corner off. Mm-hmm. You can see the influence in that game against mm-hmm. the Eagles of Aaron Rodgers. Like I I saw three plays yep. Bart that were classic Aaron Rodgers plays. You got twelve men trying to get that guy off the field. Let's take the shot. Yep. You know, and so you can see it. You know, slowly rubbing off. But I also saw. You know, this is a very good Eagles front, okay? And I thought that Zach is playing calmer. Like, he's not running helter-skelter as soon as color shows up. I think he's slowing down a little bit and calming down a little bit. And, look, he's going to take off and run. He's still eager to go do all that stuff. But, and you know, if he gets flushed out, he, he has that ability. 
But I, I feel like his eyes are down the field and he's playing calmer. Yeah. Much more confidence. And it has to add to your confidence the way he played against Kansas City when they mm-hmm. came here and then Philadelphia. And you're just adding experiences and adding the calm and the storm. Well, There's storms there, but Zach has totally you're seeing a different person and i know people are talking about well the numbers aren't crazy right now and you got to get better in the red zone you got to get better on third down but there definitely is progress yeah i I always laugh right when people talk about oh well look at the numbers like numbers don't tell the whole story sometimes Mm -hmm. context matters uh, when you look at a lot of the, the the lines of Brock Purdy and guys that we say are playing really well, I know Brock struggled the last couple of weeks yeah. without Debo, but um, you see that you know what you really want is about 205 yards, 20 to 21 uh, pass attempts, sometimes 25 on the high end, and you want to see efficiency. Yep. You want to see, you know, and, and when you look at it, you go back to the Denver game. Sometimes it's going to be like that because the running back is going to give you over 200 yards or 150 yards, and you look up, the total of the offense sometimes can be 300. It's not about, you know, you know how many passing yards you have. It's about how many yards you have as an offense and how effective you were. It's about red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. It's about third down efficiency, right, being able to move the ball, flip the field. And, you know, for, to me, all those indicators are pointing in the right direction. And the fact that the run game is getting better and the fact that Makai Becton is playing better is giving him confidence to embolden him so that he doesn't feel – that he feels like he has another click. You've been highlighting Becton. <laughs> I like I, – I, 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 first of all, he was right. He, he, he's better on the left side than he is on the right side. Yeah. He's just more confident. He just mm-hmm. is. And now, you know – you, you look, you come back from knee surgery, knee injuries and stuff like you got to you you got to get your confidence back that you can push. You could do those things. He's moving a lot better right now. And now you can see you can see I mean, even in a game against the Eagles at times and even against Denver, like he gets excited when you run the ball. Like that's what he wants to do. He wants to punish people. And I feel like they have a chance for a growing package, Bart, of a 13 personnel package. Because I think, feel like Rucker is coming on. Oh, yeah. he's great. You know, and Ozama and, and Conklin has been steady and has been a good player. But I can see 13 personnel with Becton out there on that side. Mm. And, you know, look, you got play action off that if you want it. But if you want to just pound people, that's a pretty good formation to run off of. Yeah, and eventually. It, you've been talking about Rucker for weeks now. I mean, I think he's the best combination. Um, player you got most complete when you think about you know Conklin is more of a catching specialist Ozama is a good blocker mm-hmm. I think he's the best of both worlds I think he's like the he's like their their man child right he's their man child right and, and like a lot of people don't give him the credit sometimes you get typecast coming out of college he was typecast simply because he played with tremendous weapons that well, if you had those wide guys, receivers are all first round picks right so you're not so, so if you had him and, and you don't have him stay in because you rather you know you know, you don't want to have death by a thousand paper cuts. You want you want to go ahead and just get it over. Let's go ahead and get these seven. We don't want to go uh, a, a hitch to the tight end, an out route to the tight end. No, we're just going to throw it deep to these Olave, guys. Rucker, you hold in. Right. Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. Jameson Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvin Harrison. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Marvin Harrison's crazy. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, so now, like, I think people don't really know how complete he is, but I think they're going to find out. And, you know, really the great thing about football is, like, the second half finds. Right, because it hasn't been over usage for Rucker. It hasn't been over usage for Xavier Gibson. It really hasn't been over usage for Brees Hall. Now these guys get stronger in the second half as everybody in the league is getting weaker. 
And I think it's a testament to the depth mm. that the that the Jets are able to withstand these injuries because we saw what happened to San Francisco losers of the last two mm -hmm. simply because they're so top heavy. They lost their three most important guys. Mm -hmm. Well, you can argue that the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers. They lost uh, Vera Tucker. Like those are those are still as important players as Trent Williams and Debo Samuels. Yep. But yet Believe. the Jets have found a way to win because they do something that that doesn't really get done a lot. Like they really develop their farm system. Now we saw we saw we saw the Chargers have to put a. a he was a second stringer, hmm. and he struggled. I yeah. forgot his name. Forty three. He struggled <laughs> yeah. mightily. Mike it was Davis. like he he was so scared. I mean, it was third and, and five. He thirteen yards off and covered three and bailing. Right. We watch we watch the Jets <laughs> call that's a, somebody. That's a team that never overcomes yeah. their injuries and no and no farm system. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, it's not a lot of teachers anymore. Like, they expect you to be a finished product. And one thing that the Eagles game showed is that the Jets have teachers, mm -hmm. right? That even though a team, a guy may be on practice squad and he's doing the look team, you're coaching them hard on your techniques. Yeah, you're doing what's on this card, but you're doing it with our techniques. And it showed because when the guy stepped up from practice squad, they play. I mean, hey, here's A.J. Brown. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's guys that you pay a lot of money mm -hmm. that A.J. Cra Brown barbecue chicken, right? <laughs> Craig James. And, and Elevation Craig, Saturday. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Craig James Tony comes. Yep. And, that, and that just tells you about the culture. Right, like like in Baltimore, it didn't matter who mm -hmm. put that uniform mm -hmm. on. Right, so you you go from Jamie Sharper to Ed Hartwell to myself to C.J. Mosley. Mm -hmm. Like it just it just, this is the standard, yeah. and we gonna coach everybody to the standard. And I can tell that the Jets here are coaching everybody to the standard. Play like a Jet. Know your job. Do your job. And we're going to make sure that we test you even when we don't know we may not need you. This is a huge point here because Bryce Huff, undrafted free agent. Mm -hmm. Tony Adams, mm -hmm. Tony. guy who makes the key interception against the Eagles yes. late. That sets up the game winner. Undrafted. He played so fast, though. Uh, yeah. Undrafted free game. agent. Like, he came out of the sky one time <laughs> to go blow up a run. I mean, it was like a BB coming out of the sky, yeah. you know, from 15 yards. Xavier Gibson. Undrafted free agent. We've seen him do damage as a returner, yeah. but now the Jets trade McCole Hardman. His, his, his confidence is 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 just blossoming right, right in front of us. He's going to make a lot of big plays before yeah. this thing ends. And his pa his package is going to grow as well. Yeah. Right. Waiver claims. You go all the way back to John Franklin Myers. Yep. And most recently, the biggest star out of the waiver claims yeah. for the Jets. Quincy, yeah, Quincy. Williams, 2021. Yeah. Now now we can make an argument that he's playing as he's well as any he's linebacker. He's inside right now yeah. is as good as it gets. Right. Yeah. So you I mean that's and that's how you make your, your, your that's how you make your team well, right? That's anybody can draft a first second round draft pick. I mean come on man, we, we got a list. <laughs> like and you you're gonna be 70% if you just take the names off the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you make your hay in the in the late rounds, right? Mm -hmm. That was always Ozzie Newsom's like uh, secret sauce, found the day is time is Will Demp, Sam Adams, like, mm. like, crazy, right? And Joe Douglas learned and watched all of that. He knows and identifies the traits of players that may not be good with other teams, but fit exactly what the Jets want to do and how they like Solomon to go about Thomas, business. Quentin Jefferson, yeah, like yes. these guys got a role. Exactly. You know, they're going to roll these defensive linemen through. They're going to keep them healthy. They're going to keep them fresh. And, you know, I mean, that fourth quarter against the Eagles, that's why you do that. They wore their ass out. Yeah. Well, one of the great stories of the Jets' first six games has been the play of Jermaine Johnson. Mm -hmm. Last year, 
learning the ropes, right? And then we see the opportunity. And now mm-hmm. he's ready for that opportunity. Well, you know what's interesting about Jermaine? Like, you saw he played. He plays hard. He plays the game the right way. Mm-hmm. He plays with great effort. But that effort is good, and that gets you, that keeps you on the field. But it's about making plays. And yeah. now he's got he's got a um, like a tool set mm-hmm. to defeat what's coming out. Whether whether it's a great tackle or whether it's a chip block, like he's creating tools right now to free himself up. Like he's becoming a very complete player. Yeah, that big interception, right? Yeah, that doesn't happen if he doesn't hit the elbow of yep. Jalen Hurts, right? And that's him, you know, learning. And I think he's I think everybody over there is 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 kind of like trying to keep up with with Huff, right? Because Huff is great with the hand play. I mean, you talk and his about takeoff. Yeah, it's takeoff, but you, you also talk about how he's smacking the wrist and smacking the elbow. Yeah. And you know, you know, um Mahai, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. He's coming off, and it's like you can't get your hands on. Him. <laughs> I don't know right? where you're going he's with already, that one. He's already putting. He's always putting that pressure because he's not the tallest guy. But I think they're learning. They're competing over there. Yeah. Right. And, and who knows? Like you think about, you know, McDonald. Right. If he can, you know, step up a little bit and give them a little bit more fresh legs. Right. You talk mm-hmm. about fresh. Like when it, when you get to like week ten, week nine, it's about energy and fresh legs. Right, because it's a battle of attrition. And we got young guys in the stable that you can release, you know, from the battle of attrition. And, and, and that's how you wear guys out. Guys just break down. Mm. And the older players, people depend on older players, you know, top-heavy rosters, they just break down, man. And that's what these young guys are all about, man. They just – they don't know that they don't know. They just popping off the wall. They don't stretch. They just go to practice. You Like, you look at the old guy in there. They he in a hot tub. He going to get ultrasound. You know, he getting stretched out. Like, man, what the hell going on? All this maintenance. These young guys just uh, don't even stretch. Just run right out there. I'm good. You got to utilize that. So, so what do you guys make uh, where Aaron Rodgers is at right now? We saw him thrown pregame against the Eagles. Obviously – he set goals for himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might I roll. think the big thing, honestly, EA, whether he puts a uniform on or not this year, like he's committed to the team. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's difficult for anybody who's ever been hurt and missed a, a season or time. It's very difficult to feel a part of the team. Like, it just is. You're an outsider. You're doing treatment. They're out there in the field. They're, like, licking their wounds after a big win. They're all – and you're not. It, But he wants to be a part of this. He could very easily just rehab or go to the sunset or just be Aaron Rodgers. He, he's out there on the field. I saw him talking to Darius Slay. And so it was like, a you know, it was a nice guys that weren't playing. Like, he's enjoying this, all yeah. of it. And it's hard. You're like, everybody was counting on you, and now they can't until maybe they do or not. Yeah. I just think it's something that everybody that has an injury should strive to do. Like, be part of the team. Don't disappear. Do your work. Overdo your work. I think that's where he's at. He said it was an oversight leaving those crutches behind, but I think that was part of the plan. Oh, all, of course, all, all along. He, right? he talks about his markers, right? And he's still walking with a limp, and he, you know he had to say he has to be able to start jogging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But listen, I was you know Terrell Suggs came back in 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 record time. You know after tearing his Achilles in April, pl- started playing in October. Cam Akers. Like, well, I think it's a great thing to motivate the team, like, because they're saying, hey, man, maybe if we make it far enough, maybe we'll get them back. And I just think it it allows everybody to maximize their potential. It allows Aaron Rodgers, even if he falls short, to to, to push, because if you don't have any motivation, sometimes you sulk, those injuries take longer 
because you're not pushing yourself. But now mm -hmm. he's pushing himself in. You know, who knows? It's always setbacks. And like today, I can't do it. It's, it's sore after that today. And maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't. But like to Baldy's point, he's showing that he's committed. Yep. And I have no doubt about the fact that he wouldn't be pushing as hard if he didn't plan on coming back next year. I mean, there's no question, though, that the, the youth on this team, you know, whether it's Garrett or Sauce or Brees, like he enjoys being around those guys. Yeah. Because they're not just young, talented players. They they have the right, like makeup, they, they yeah. have the right makeup. Like there's some guys that take a while and they never become professionals or talented. Yeah. Like these guys are pros. About their business. And I think Aaron really respects that about them. Like they're talented, but they're pros. And they work and, ethic. And yeah. they work. And the game's important. And you know, to guys like Aaron or, you know, guys like me and Bart, like we we love the game because we respect the game. Yeah. And I think these kids, like a lot of kids are just giving things, NIL money, all this stuff. They don't even know about the game. Like these kids really respect the game. Yeah. And Aaron, I think, loves that about him. How much credit should we give to Robert Sala as far as where the Jets are at after six games? You don't crown anybody after six games, but I'm just saying well, prior to the season, everybody's talking about the six-game gauntlet. Even with Aaron yeah. Rodgers at quarterback, at quarterback, maybe they can come out of that Two and four, three and three, and they'll still be able to, you know, make some hay after the yeah. bye. Well, attitude reflect leadership, right? So, like, you know, when things go crazy, first person you look to is your coach, and he, if he's calm and collect and and, and has his wits about himself, then that's the reflection that you get. Mm. If your coach is panicking and, and, and nervous and you know feel like job online and yelling and you know desperation, then that's what happens, right? Like it reflects, you know, throughout the organization. We see some teams that are having that, right? We, we you know, we, we saw some guys, you know, bounce back, you know, the Patriots bounce back after, you know, probably one of the, some of the roughest weeks of, of you know, Bill Belichick's tenure. Yeah. But, you know, his attitude, he's always calm and steady. And when you feel like your leader has a plan, like, okay, listen, I know the house is on fire right now, <laughs> but this is the plan. This is how we're going to get out of it. <laughs> like, quit screaming, quit paying attention to everything on fire, quit paying attention, you know, and, and symbolically you think about the media, the radio, the, in, the the social media. Don't even look at that. Look at me. Follow me. We're going here. And I feel like that's an example that uh, Salah has shown. You know, he never blinked. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays. He adjusts. You know, Vera Tucker goes down. He doesn't. He doesn't panic. He just continues to coach and believe in his principles and say, this is what we believe in, and this is how we're going to get out of it. So I think he should be commended as a very young coach to be able to stay calm and poised, you know, in the midst of chaos. Because 90% of the NFL, the time you're in it, is going to be chaotic. There's going to be very few times where it's calm, calm water. Totally ignoring the noise. They've, they've done that since the beginning of training camp, no matter what has happened. They didn't want to be on hard knocks. They, they had to be on hard knocks. You know, they got anointed. They did the best. They made the best of it. Um, it didn't, I, It, to my knowledge, it never interfered with their work and preparation. Um, look, you, your leader, I mean, we all have examples of when we played. I played for Coach Landry in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always examples I can pull um, when things aren't going right. And yet, they deliver the right message. And so, you stand up in front of the room. Players flesh you out right away if you're not that guy, yeah. if you're not believable, if you're not strong, if you're just giving lip service. Players see through all of that. Yeah. But if you stand up there rock solid, I think the way Robert has, um, you, all it does is bring that bond even tighter and tighter. And then you win a game like you just did against the Eagles. Like, 
And the organization from Joe Douglas to Woody, I mean, they're all in. And so to Bart's point that we talked about earlier, there's a move coming. There's a move coming here before the trade. I mean, it's a couple days away, but there's a move coming. Mm -hmm. There's going to be another player walking through that locker room that's going to send a message. We're here. We're here to play football in January. Are we going for it? I love it. That's where we're going to end. Those guys, that's so, that's some foreshadowing for you. Come on, Devontae. Uh, <laughs> Come on, over, man. It's okay. We ain't going to waste your way over hey, here. Do that recruit. Recruit yeah. that, man. We ain't going to waste your way here, yeah. man. Like, we, we get it. We'll have to see what happens. Subscribe, rate, review, bang the like on YouTube. That's Bart. That's Baldy. You got any prediction for this weekend, Jets, Giants? Um, to go with Clubber Lane. <laughs> <laughs>